Canon is trash. Never buy a Canon camera. Welcome back to another episode of Shot and Chop. I am your host, Josh Cannon, and today we are about to chop it up. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Shot and Chop. I am so sorry that I've been gone for a while. If you hear in my voice that sound a little nasally, it's because I'm a little sick, but it's okay. Um, but today I have a guest on, my friend Mike, a.k.a. Mr. Sir Flux himself, so we're going to chop it up a little bit about some topics that have been come to mind lately. Um, so I hope that you all enjoy the episode. So I'm going to allow him to introduce himself, tell you guys a little bit about himself, his business. We're going to jump into the conversation and hopefully you all enjoy it. So without further ado, Mike, what's up, bro? What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? I am surviving. That's the word I'm going to use today. <laughs> Good. That's daily activity. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, man. But um, I'm Mike. I am based out of Atlanta now. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Um, been doing photography and now videography for going on about about nine years now. Um, nice. You know, I think, think I got the typical startup story. You know, you, you walk around with a camera like, yeah, I'm gonna take pictures of the city, you know, landscape photography. Um Eventually that turned to, to focusing it on people. And I just I just haven't let that go since. Okay. Okay. That's what's yeah. up. Um, I missed it. I'm sorry. You said you did which one first photography or videography? Uh, photography. So videography is I've, I've shot my first video a few years ago, but um, I'm giving it more focus and attention now. Uh, it's part of, part of the main reason I actually moved to Atlanta because I wanted to pursue film uh, a little bit better than I could at the time in Virginia. So yeah, looking forward to to that that side of the, the business, which is very vast in itself. I feel that. Fun fact, yeah. I actually started doing video first before I started doing photography and people weren't really paying for video work at the time. So I was yeah. like, well, let me take pictures. And that started paying. So that's why I started focusing on more. But okay. as we know now, with all of the things shifting on social media, and whatnot, video is more important. And um, yeah. when it comes to businesses, I think more businesses for me have been actually requesting video lately. Um, yeah. So I'm starting to get more back into it and going back to where I started. And I, en I still enjoy both. Okay. Full circle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's, that's pretty cool. Which one would you say that you enjoy more right now with everything going on? Or does that not affect your photography still being your first love over a film? I... Uh... I keep them separate in my mind. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I still love photography. Right. Um, and I think even, even in instances when I'm like, all right, I want to do some video work mixed in with this. I, I kind of reset and then approach it again from a, from the videography aspect. Uh, so I, I tend to not blend it to believe it or not. Um, and it might be kind of weird, weird to kind of wrap your head around, but but yeah, I, and I'm loving the uh, the challenges, the new you know new things to learn and stuff around video, um, you know stuff that I haven't even implemented yet, like say 3D modeling, you know video effects, things like that, because it's again so much to learn around just one aspect. And it kind of can still play into photography as well, but I think video has a, a a bigger need for a lot of those other things 
you know, yeah. especially as you go more and more into the direction that I want to head in, right? Right. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, I think I love them both equally right now. <laughs> I'm just more familiar with photography, right? Yeah, I could say the same thing because it's like, even though I started with video, like, I guess I'm growing more as a photographer than a videographer because right. that was the demand at the time. And that's also what I like. But now that more people are liking video, you know, and that's kind of what you have to do at this point to, yeah. I guess, survive, in my opinion, on social media. Like you can yeah. still do your photography, but you still have to infuse some type of video, whether it's like just doing something on your phone or if you want to take it to the next level and do something with your actual camera, you got to do yeah. it to stay relevant. Absolutely. With reels and stuff now, right? It's necessary. Yep. Yep. I don't mind the shift with uh with video on social media because it's like, you know, you can still infuse your photos, like just put a picture in a reel or yeah. put something of how you did the video, uh, how you did the photo shoot and do a behind the scenes of that put your actual picture as the thumbnail. So it's like, yeah, you can still incorporate it that way. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, as with anything new, it can be kind of intimidating for a lot of people. Right. Or you just don't want anything to do with it at all. Right. You know, like I didn't get on this app for video. I just want my photos. That's it. Yeah. Which is fine. Just also be okay with what that might mean as far as, you know, how, how Instagram is going to prioritize or, or lower your priority, right? If you don't really utilize, utilize the tools they want you to. Yeah. And like for your everyday creatives like us that, you know, don't have 50,000 followers and stuff like that, those right. changes do affect us. But it's like when you have like people that are already having like a high influence and stuff like that, they don't really notice much of the change in my yeah. opinion, because like you're still getting a thousand likes on a picture. You're still getting 3000 likes on a picture. But if right. you're still trying to build your business or if you started building a business during this shift, then you're going to struggle. Or if uh, you're just an old school photographer, it's like, yeah, I just got on here. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and now you got to worry about doing video. Like like you said, you either got to adapt or change your marketing and go another route other than Instagram. Right. I heard Twitter has been on the uprise for a lot of photographers. A lot of people have been shifting over there. Have you thought about going over to Twitter? I still have a Twitter, but I don't know, man. It's hard for me to, I'm one of those those people who, it's hard for me to juggle multiple social medias, right? Like all my interaction is pretty much Instagram. If you see something on Facebook, it's because they had that little button where you can share it on Facebook, right? right? Connect it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So automatic, like in that, that sense, yeah, I'm cool with it. But man, it's just hard for me to to sit down and manage multiple apps. Like I have a Twitter account, like, you know, it's funniest stuff I've ever seen. And I know you're less sensitive on Twitter versus. Oh yeah, absolutely. Versus Instagram. Right. So, you know, there, there are benefits there, but I don't know. I don't, I don't particularly like the way, I don't know, maybe I haven't tried posting stuff on there lately to really, really say if I like the way that, uh, it works for posting photos and content in general. So I'll, I'll probably check it out at some point, but I know I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a either or type of person. So I'm a, yeah, well, I mean, I'm you know what you can do, you can always just click that little button that says post to Twitter as well. So the, yeah. the rare instance, not rare instances, but the time that you do post the actual reel or set of pictures on Instagram, yeah. it'll go straight to Twitter and then you don't right. have to really worry about it. And that'll be a way to get you started. And if you start to see traction, you can always just post like your still images on Twitter 
and still post like the videos and behind the scenes stuff on Instagram. That that's the way I've started. I haven't really noticed yeah. much of a difference on Twitter yet because I'm not on there that often. But yeah. I mean, that's just an option that I see. Okay. Well, at least you got the content there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like so, uh option. Yeah, my bad. Uh outside of like just social media and stuff, do you think that a photographer right now can only survive if they focus on doing both video and picture? Or do you think a photographer can survive as a photographer right now and a videographer um, can survive just as a videographer? I think outside of social media, yes, they can still survive independently, right? Um yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's sure if you got a, a a client who comes to you and is like, "Oh, you offer video as well?" Like, yeah, I want to book that too, right? But I, I don't know how often um, I've had somebody, you know, specifically be like, "I need you to do be able to do both photo and video," right? Or if I say I don't offer video for this, then they're like, "Okay, I can get somebody to do the video portion. I want you to photo portion." So I, I think it'll always be able to be separated. Um, I'm sure, sure you're going to have more potential for, you know, income opportunities, X, Y, Z, if you do offer both. Um, and then same for a videographer, right? Like, especially like weddings, things like that. Often you, you probably want to have a dedicated video team and a dedicated, you know, photography team, right? It's hard to kind of juggle between both for real. For real. That is and a job really, that you are not going to be able to juggle. I can tell you that yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Or you go juggling, but like, listen, I'm gonna let you know now. Moments will be missed. Some, something, <laughs> something's gonna get missed, and you better hope something. it ain't the first kiss, the daddy daughter dance, the cutting of the cake. <laughs> if you miss any of those on either side, video or picture, yeah. you're done. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what? This was all I wanted out of the whole day, and yada yada yada. Yeah, you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, because of that, it's it's really I think um, as long as you know, whatever position you're in, kind of drawing those those clear lines of communication and expectations, then you will still be okay doing what you do respectively, right? Yeah. But you know, now the second you throw social media in the mix, you already know that that's that's just a different nature in its in itself. So you know, it can go one way or the other. Need both, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I think social media is like put like unrealistic expectations on every content creator it's like you don't have to be both but people think now because social media focuses on video and they may still want to be a photographer that they have to do both but it's just like i don't think the standard should always be that high because just to say that you can still be a photographer like we were talking about earlier but yeah creating video on a uh as a photographer on a video based platform you could just be doing stuff of set your camera up on a tripod cut out little clips that's it or show like how you set up your rig like it doesn't have to be like a super intricate put together short film that you make into a reel (laughs) i mean if if you have interest in video it shows because then you're you're not just doing it on your phone you're doing it on like your actual camera camera Right. But <laughs> right. I mean, it's just, it's just different levels. It's just different tiers of how you decide you want to do it as a creator, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of us get caught up in the moment like, I want this to be perfect. And then, you you know, you see all these other things that might be inspiring. You be like, damn, I want to do something like that. And then, next thing you know, you got somebody like, well, I'm not going to put out anything 
or I'm not going to try because I can't do it quite like that. And I don't like the right. way this look. You know, you kind of get in your own way a lot of a lot of times with that. So, but like you said, it could be as simple as slapping the tripod up, right? BTS, all of that. You know, you, you probably never see any of that from me because I'm probably the worst. Like I'll I'll pack the camera on the tripod ready. Bro, if I get out the car and ready for the shoot, all I have is my camera to shoot. Same. I did not get the video camera, and it is still in the car, just collecting dust. Or right. it's, it's just keep yourself. Uh, have to remind yourself sometimes. Or if you got somebody else that you can bring with you, that's your saving grace a lot of times too. Yeah, but yeah. I always look at it like everything is content. Even if like you're not doing anything photography related, slap a slap title up there and just talk about something photography yeah. related. You know. Yeah. Or like you said, like just make it a habit of just always push and record, set it and forget right. it. And then you don't got to worry about right. it. You know, like yeah. we have these professional cameras and these gimbals and this gear. So might as well use it. Might as well spend that money. You might as well, right. <laughs> might as well make it make do what it's due. Yeah. Yep. So like, uh, do you have yeah. any uh, projects that you're working on down there currently in Atlanta, like personal projects? You know, I haven't done a personal project in so long, man. So no, honestly, uh, photo or video. Like I have, I have things that I am working with, with, you know, other people and stuff like that. But they're, you know, I don't really count those as personal projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have ideas that I do want to do. It's just never make the time to, uh, to actually kind of put it together and, you know, really get it going in the right direction. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm just chilling over here. <laughs> the main job taking taking up most of my my uh, thinking time, right? So, you know, I, I find myself in that uh that rut sometimes when you like after work, like man, I don't feel like doing nothing else. I can't think about nothing else, you know, so on and so forth. So it's a hard cycle to break sometimes, but I got ideas, just not starting them yet. Yeah, yeah, I get that, and it's like I get being in a creative rut where it's like you don't have the motivation to create. But just for me, what usually helps is like I still try to shoot something or get out yeah. and do something. So it's like even if I'm not fully motivated to do that, the motivation then comes later after I've already started putting things in motion, like getting projects out the way and actually going out and shooting something. And then sometimes stuff just comes out the blue and then I actually like it. And I, I consider that a personal project if I'm putting yeah. my ideas and thoughts into it as well. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I, I guess... I guess I do have a couple of shoes pending, right? That I've reached out to some models out here, you know. That counts. It's, that counts. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I guess that counts. <laughs> so there, there's stuff in the works, um, you know, and, and really um, I got a lot of like video ideas that I'm trying to do soon too. So, cause you know, I want to, want to explore a little bit more out of that and where there's video, I will always take photos too. So look, look out for both. You'll see them all. There you go. There you go. That's what I like to hear. Um, So since you had said that you moved down to Atlanta to pursue film, like how has that been going for you lately? Like, um, like what opportunities have you seen down there that you didn't find up here? Um, So a, the community for, you know, doing film work um, in part, I don't think I've looked as hard as I probably could have in Virginia. Right. Um, But it's, it's a lot easier to find people who, you know, are writing their own scripts, you know, directing their own content, shooting their own content, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, it's, it's all around you and everywhere, right? There's so much filming going on. Um, you know, my my girlfriend, Dominique, she's an actor as well, right? So a lot of the people that she meets on set, 
you know, same like-minded individuals, they writing their own stuff, directing stuff, you know, they have their dreams that they're working towards. So it's just been easier to, to get more immersed in, in that scene here. Um, Virginia is still a great place for film or video work. You know, I want to say I always felt it's been more like from the commercial aspect. A lot of stuff is shot up there, but as far as like, you know, movies, things like that, I, I think, uh, I think that scene is is just a little bit more widespread down here. Um, so, you know, I've had the opportunity to work on a few short films or, you know, even just helping out on other people shooting stuff, right? Because I don't always got to be the guy with the camera in hand, right? You know, there's other roles. There's a lot of roles to put in the film together, right? Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's just been really cool to see the different aspects, different, you know, different approaches, different directing styles, different cinematographer styles, you know, all these different things that uh that that come together to make a, a final product and, and, and how that kind of flows together. Okay. Um just listening yeah. to you explain that, like something a question did come to mind where it's like yeah. I know you've moved down there. Um I've known a st- two stylists that moved down there, some models and photographers as well. And yeah. a lot of people say similar to what you're saying, it's like easier to get in down there in Atlanta. And it's not to say yeah. that it's like not going on up here, but I feel like the differences in Virginia, a lot of people are either, I guess, closed off to what they're doing or yeah. if bigger things are going on, it's like almost as if you have to already be in to get it. Like you said, commercials or hiring movie stuff or films or stuff like that where it's harder yeah. for you as a freelance videographer or filmer or something like that to get into it because you're not already yeah. in that, that click. You get what I'm saying? Just, but yeah, but down, yeah, yeah. But down there, it's like everybody's helping everybody type thing. So it's like they're similar, but they're different in how they yeah. operate. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that, 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 yeah. Um, so it's, I guess it's, uh, not saddening, but like uh, not too surprised that the, you know the feeling is still the same up there in Virginia with with you know some of those aspects. Unfortunately, um, I think it is changing though. You know, I, I, as more and more people network, uh, new mentalities, things like that. From what I've from what I've seen down here, just on social media, right? Um, you know, I think the potential for that to change is is a lot higher than what I remember for Virginia, um, as far as like that clicky aspect. Um, but yeah, and, so, and down here, don't get me wrong, it could be kind of clicky too, but I think uh, they're more willing to take a chance on somebody they don't know. I think that's also a big uh, a big factor in it, right? Because, you know, you got this got this project, your baby, right? And like you, the thing about the click, you know how everybody works in, in that click, right? Yeah. You know how they operate, you know what to expect from them. So it's like, you know, damn, this new person here, but then it also takes that, you know, that I guess a little bit of humility when you're dealing with somebody new, right? If if they're not doing it the way you want it to, or you know, how do you have that conversation to reach a common ground, right? Stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I yeah, <laughs> that's that's true tale. though. Uh, that's true though. Yeah, and I I guess yeah, it's yeah. because Atlanta, uh, Los Angeles, New York, those places are known for that side of things. So it's like people are more willing to take a chance because like they, I think the mindset is just from the outside looking in, cause I don't live down there that you yeah. never know who could be the next big part to your team. So that seems Huge. to be, that could yeah. be the common mindset. I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating, but that's what it seems like to me 
um, in yeah. other places that aren't a prominent focus area in film or the creative space in general, where it's like, yeah, we have a lot of people that do it, but there are a lot of people that do it, but don't exceed to go to the next level to make something big, bigger than what they're doing in the space. Right. right. Yeah. That's, that's probably, that probably is a, a, a big thought on it too. I would say, cause you, you do really never know, man. You, you don't know it. Is a combination you don't know where somebody might wind up or you don't know who they know right That's you true. don't know who you'll be putting in contact just just knowing somebody else right so you know how your name is used in those rooms that you aren't in that's that's kind of the uh the big big benefit to to doing some of that so yeah i, I think i definitely agree with what you what you're saying there yeah. yeah but like i said that's just me speculating because i'm not down there i but i know people in Atlanta, I know people yeah. in I know people in Los Angeles, I know people in New York. So it's like I I know the areas that they're not always ask these same questions, like you know, like what's that right. a- environment like? What's the atmosphere like? What made right. you move from Virginia all the way across the country to L.A. to try to yeah. make it as a film director, actress, actor, uh, hairstylist, whatever, dancer, whatever? And mm-hmm. then it's like a lot of people always say like, oh, well, Virginia didn't do it for me, and I'm just like, hmm. I'm trying to figure out what it what they really mean by that. And it's like their their direct answer is different, but I feel like their intent is very similar. It's just like they want to be in that atmosphere where people are known to have made it. And a lot of people don't see Virginia as that on a holistic scale, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like like I said, even like I said earlier, right? Like a lot of stuff surprisingly is filmed in Virginia. Like, you know, there's a lot of work done up there. It might not be casted out of there, right? Um, and then you just might generally not know, but I always feel like it's, it's commercial a lot of times. But there's a lot of movies and films that were shot in Virginia. One right? of my there's favorite shows, of- Walking Dead, was shot right Walking in Petersburg. And I was mad because yeah. every time the episode was filmed there, I was like, I'm going to go. And I always miss it. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy that you like... You know, but I think a, a big influence for for that as well, like L.A., Atlanta, New York is, like I said, the casting location, right? So if it's that much easy, like if they, a lot of times, especially films, from what I've seen, witnessed myself, they're, they're casted out of, you know, Atlanta, right? But they might shoot in XYZ state, right? Unless you're doing extras, typically they're going to cast that locally. Cause you know they ain't gonna fly out an extra for for right. <laughs> they just not. Um, but I think that that plays a huge part of it. Like, if really you can kind of, I I think you can kind of gauge almost where extras are cast more so than anything else, right? Because that's where they doing most or the bulk of of the filming for whatever project it is. So I think once you have, once you have, you know, your cast members there, like, all right, you know, a lot of stuff is done there. And now we got to have stylists. We got to have the, the, uh, you know, hairstylists, uh, wardrobe, all these different, you know, crew. I mean, crew is always needed, right? Like the second anybody's there, you're going to have a crew, somebody, a grip director, all of them, they're going to be there because <laughs> without them, you know, without each other, it won't happen. Right. Right. So I think that, uh, that, that has a huge effect on, um, uh, you know, getting it done. Like I know I've I've seen some people do some film work in Virginia, but I I don't know other than music videos. I don't m- know many other people who have done like shows or you know their own projects, things like that. 
like I said, could partially be in fault me not looking the same way that I did when I got here. Cause you know, perspective is different now versus then, but from what I remember, I'm pretty sure it, it, it just wasn't quite the same. Like you got people, there's always people that share your passion wherever you go, but I don't know, something about a, a community with that shared interest just makes it that much easier. You know, people just draw to that. And then what you had said, like people cast other places and they come to Virginia. And that just goes back to the point of when it comes to doing things on a higher level, like actual successful filming production companies that are doing things on a higher level. Not saying that if you're not bringing in millions of dollars or have like a million dollar budget or a full crew, you're not successful. But that at that level, I feel like that's why people feel like they have to go to get to that level to be able to do it wherever because like if if that was the case that you had to be in atlanta los angeles new york to be successful then every movie will be filmed in la atlanta in new york but that's not the case like you know you'll have a movie set if the if the movie scene or script calls for it to be in wisconsin they're going to go to wisconsin yeah you know but i i just feel like we need to holistically get out of that mindset of like you have to be in a certain location to reach a certain level of success. Yeah. But yeah. That's just my thought. On it's that. Like it's, yeah. It's okay to use it as a stepping stone, you know, at most, but yeah, I, I don't put yourself in the box, right? <laughs> put yourself in the box. Like, Oh, I won't make it if I'm not there. Right. Uh, I won't do X, Y, Z if I'm not there. As soon as you start thinking that way, then I mean, you, you'll make it so one way or another. Right. Yeah, yeah, one thing I do say, like, I actually mentioned you before on one of my podcasts. It's like, it's not the moving that makes the person successful. It's the person that makes the person successful. I was yeah. actually, um, who was I interviewing? Accor. I was interviewing him, and I was talking about you, and we were talking about moving and stuff. And um, we were saying how, like, you already were a talented creator before you moved there. And yeah. you moved to have a better opportunity. There are people that start off or they're not putting in the effort that you put in or a lot of other creators that we know to better their craft and then go out there. Cause if you're a crappy content creator and you move to Atlanta, not to no offense, you still going to be a crappy content creator. (laughs) Like I'm just saying, like I've seen people move and that does, that did not make them any better. They didn't put forth any effort cause they were the best in their pond in their little group of people. And then they get to a bigger pond and then everybody's like, yeah, sorry, you can't really roll with us because you know you're not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we got standards that you just don't. <laughs> quite do. You can't. You can't sit with <laughs> yeah. us. Sorry, you can't yeah. sit with us. <laughs> no, nah, but for real though, you know that that is a big thing. Like 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 you said, you gotta. No matter where you are, you 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 should always focus on your craft, right? Exactly. And if you think it's changing your location. Is suddenly going to make you the best photographer or video, you know, whatever your art, whatever it is that you're doing, really, you know, best that there is, then you then you're lying to yourself, right? Um, if you go somewhere and do the same things you did from where you were before, you can be like, eventually, it's going to feel the same. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, Damn, I'm just not making it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's like it's no hard feelings towards anybody, but you have to have that drive within yourself to yeah. go out and make it. Like that's one thing that I, I see a lot. Because people say, oh, well, you know, I moved to Atlanta and like it's not what I thought it was going to be and blah, 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 blah. 
like, yeah, the groups are different. Like you said, the opportunities are different, like you were mentioning before, because there are more things that are more moving parts that are going on there. But if you have not improved not just your skill, but your mindset, your goals, your ideas, your thought process, developed a plan on how to get there in your new location, then you're going to have the same results like you mentioned before. And then that that even goes down to gear. Like you can buy the hottest camera on the market. You, and if you don't know how to use the one you got now, That's the button I was looking for. I pushed the wrong button at first. <laughs> you did them crickets. Like, wow. yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Man. Yeah, man. Don't, don't, don't even get me started on the, the gear debate, man. <laughs> hey. The great gear debate. That could, that conversation can go on for hours, hours, yeah. days, and months and months. And it's just like, yeah. you know, some people take it a little too far, but some people get it. Some people don't. Like, People ask me all the time, what camera do you use? What lens do you use? And I'm like, well, I use Sony. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go out and get it. I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. Sony gang, I appreciate you. But like like another perfect example, I was with Accor again. Um, him and, Both him and Travis both shoot Canon, right? I picked up a Canon camera, and then I posted on my story. I even told them. I said, hey, watch this. I said, I'm going to post this on my story. I said, all right, y'all. I'm switching to Canon. I got the new R5, so this is my phone, my camera now. Not even two minutes after that, my phone blows up, notifications, messages. People are like, oh, my gosh, you told me to get this. How dare you? You told me to get this camera. Like, are you okay? Why would you change? Like, like <laughs> legit. Okay? Like, legit. I'm, I'm not even kidding. That's exactly what happened. your sanity. Yeah, like, because people were that like embedded in the fact that I shoot Sony and like people that I told to shoot Sony and it's yeah. never that deep to like if you shoot something else I'm not going to not be your friend anymore because like some yeah. of my closest photography friends shoot Canon I don't yeah. care they shoot Nikon I'm like I don't yeah. care am I going to yeah. shoot it probably not but yeah. that, <laughs> that does not dictate your skill level as a photographer or videographer right. in that matter right but Absolutely. I just shouldn't I feel like you, you, it's funny, you, like, I notice more and more I do video, and granted, the camera body does affect video a little bit differently than it does with photography, yep. you know, a little bit, <laughs> but that is a huge thing, like, oh, what you record with, <laughs> uh, you already know the go-to, bro, you already know the go-to brand. Red. <laughs> you right. already know. People want to hear you say, I'm shooting with red, you know, whatever one, right? Me, I'm like, ah, you know, I, I like some others. I like I like Sony's uh cinema lineup, right? I'm oh, yeah. I'm I'm getting more and more biased to Sony as I do more stuff with it. But like you said, man, I always say use whatever you have access to. Like it's I don't I don't think you're trash if you don't shoot with Sony, right? Like, oh, this is trash. <laughs> it's disrespectful that you're shooting with Nikon. I started with Nikon, right? Mm. It just happened to get stolen, so I got a Sony after that. Um, yeah, yeah, man, tragic. <laughs> yeah, tragic. I mean, it's just like me. I've I've always shot with Sony. That's that's just what I started with, and it's like, okay, could I get my hands on if I got my hands on a red a red Komodo dragon, whatever they're called? Um, yeah. You know, a, a forty thousand dollar camera. Would I be excited? Yeah, I would. But that would actually make my workflow go back because I don't mm-hmm. know how to use that camera. So mm-hmm. like a Sony camera, if I were to get, uh, was it the uh, FX9 or something like that, 
I would yeah. probably understand that camera better because I understand the Sony system better. So it's just yeah. like it's it's give and take. Like you know what I'm saying. So it's like like if you like what you like, know how to use that equipment and get better at that. So it's just like at the end of the day, the battle, the war that we talk about with Sony, Canon, Nikon, Fuji, all that yeah. stuff, it should all be yeah, a good fun. Right. Yeah, but some people take it a little too far, like way too far. I guarantee you if I po- if I started this episode with like Canon is trash, never buy a Canon camera, this episode would get like a million, a million downloads. It's bad. You need to go ahead and do, do that clickbait. Right. <laughs> Canon's trash. Don't buy it. Like, Why? Canon is trash. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. But it is what it is. It's all in good fun. You can tell the people that understand that and the people that don't. It is what it is. You deal with it. There ain't nothing. That's never going to go away, right? Think, think about console fanboys, right? Xbox versus PlayStation. I mean, you got passion in these arguments dog like passion that i never thought imaginable right but i think it's just human nature yeah i never really understood but you know because i have all three so i'll I'm clap like, back yeah i mean i i have say? all i have all three i have the playstation xbox and the switch my switch is in here in my office my playstation and my xbox are in there so it just depends on what i want to play for today because i like gears of war but yeah. i also like god war so it's like yeah. you know I, I gotta be able to play it on both systems yeah, this man here casually. Well, I got all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got everything you could want. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, like when you trapped in the house, it helped. Gotta go get my my training done for this motorcycle course, man. You know, vroom vroom vroom. Yeah, trying to be biked up, man. So when when I get a bike, y'all y'all be on the lookout for them bike shoes. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> you got it one all my life. You gotta have yeah. you gotta have your girl driving the bike. You gotta be on the back like this. Yeah, shoot with the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how you gotta shoot. About to risk it all. Yeah, <laughs> spray and shoot and hope yeah. you get the shot. But yeah. uh, yeah, I'm gonna cut that part out. But um, anyways, moving on to the next topic. Um, I'm glad we were able to talk about like all of that stuff earlier. But my last topic that I wanted to cover before I had you let you go. Um, do you think there is a line? that models feel uncomfortable when it comes to being overly, as they call it, or some people say sexualized in the creative space, because it's like, I feel like that's all on interpretation and both photographers make that situation more prevalent. And then some models overthink that situation where it's not always being overly sexualized or they, or they are projecting that situation and making it. So, like, what do, what are your thoughts about that with being sexualized in the modeling industry? Um, it is probably a, a it's probably a multitude of things, right? It's, experience is probably number one, right? I think experience probably has the biggest effect on that. Be it, and probably outside of photography, right? Because you, you know you could be sexualized on the side of the street right just because you're wearing something and somebody felt they wanted to say something about that right so you have these views on society and how they treat you know women based on whatever factors they want to use as their excuse at the time right and then you that starts getting kind of put into photography right you got some photographers you know as we always we talk about you always have the creepy photographers, right? You, right. You know, you know, all that, like, 
yeah they here to take a picture of your ass like it's probably low quality the picture is really for them like you, exactly. you know or they just want to be in a room with a pretty girl and you know they barely dressed and you know they get off to that right um but as far as like like not everything has to be sexualized like you said it's about the perception of it right so you start kind of have like all right so would it we know the go-to's like anything that's looking like a like a like a uh a, 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 like hugh hefner type type vibe like you like this might be one of the bunny type type of type of setup here you know with those poses things like that you know you're going for selling sex you know that those that like that's the purpose in it so you know at what what point like do you feel like whatever pose i mean i guess I don't know. It's hard for me. I don't know about you to, to say that every every outfit or if anything is like lingerie, like does that have to be sex, sexualized? I mean, it's it's lingerie. Like, you, you know, the default thought is, you know, sex. Right. right. And but, I, I don't think that sorry to cut you off, but I don't think that's a bad thing, bro, because it's like yeah. some of these same people that say, oh, you're you're over sexualizing me for wanting to do this shoot will turn right around and do a shoot just like that, if not worse. So yeah. it's just like what's wrong with being sexy or feeling sexy? Some people see that as a sense of confidence. So yeah. as photographers, if we're providing that, I don't think sexual being sexualized is the right word that they're trying to say. I feel like the right word might be like being taken advantage of or, mm-hmm. you know, being, I don't know, creeped out or weirded out, but sexualized isn't necessarily the right word because you're using it in the wrong way. And yeah. I feel like it kind of I'm just speaking off of generally, not anybody in particular. I had to put that out there because mm-hmm. some people like. Yeah. That. Yeah. But yeah. it's just it's like, coming. right. It's just <laughs> like they try to project. So it's like you're projecting your insecurities or unfortunately a situation that you've encountered that a photographer mm-hmm. saying, oh, I like the way that this looks or wow, you look great. Or just as simple as giving an, exam- an example of a concept. Oh, you're just going to yeah. try to sexualize me. That's a defensive mechanism. Yeah. And yeah, at that point, it's like, in what way? I, I need, I, you know, I, best, I think the best we could do is try to, you can't convince somebody, right? I, I never try to convince somebody, like, well, you know, this, that, you, you need to do it, this, that, whatever, right? But I think um, coming to a common ground of understanding, right? Like, so what do you mean by being sexualized, right? Like, once you clear that up, then you're like, okay. I see how you feel about that, what you thought my intent was, right? But let me actually explain what I think we can do with this project, you know, because yeah, it's often, like I said, misused. Now, if you think if you think you're going to be exploited with this, I like, like that word. word. I like that yeah. word better. Exploited. Yeah. I think yeah, nah. people's go to word is sexualized, but the word should be exploited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is a. Uh, that's undeniable, unarguable. You know what I mean? I exploit like we already know what type of time. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then at that point, yeah, you're you're being um, used in a sense, right? Um, but yeah, I agree with you. They're like, and there is nothing wrong with sex, right? Like, but I, I, back to that that clear understanding of of, I think uh, I think a more appropriate sense would be like. For me, when I think of somebody being sexualized with the fo- with photo shoots, right? Just personal thought process on it. Let's say we do a, a regular fashion shoot in the studio, right? 
And then the photographer comes in like, eh, you know, while you're here, I think this would be some dope stuff for you to put on. They pull out some lingerie, right? So the, now you done switch and gone completely. And, you know, they, they become, the, you know, and this is back on exactly. the vibes that the professionals. And notice I haven't said, I don't, I don't know about, I don't know if there are women photographers who sexually, I imagine there is. Bro, right? there but are. I, I don't know. There are. Yeah. I've heard stories yeah, of, I, the, of the women shooters too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, can, I can imagine, right? Um, but yeah, at that point, you know, yeah, yeah, like this is kind of going left. We had an understanding, right? I think that understanding is the biggest key to it. Like you, like you said, how, if you present a shoot to somebody and they say, "Oh, you're just doing this," and then next day you see them post something worse, it's like you know th- that they are or whoever is sexualizing themselves. Mm. And it's like okay, what, what, what I, I must have misunderstood what you even meant, right? Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. I know it's a somewhat touchy subject for a lot of people, right? It's touchy, but <laughs> I want I want to talk about it because, yeah, like yeah. I told you, when I was making my tea prior to the episode, that I, that idea came to mind. So I decided I wanted to. Um, we're going to use the word that we just came up with today: exploit the topic. Yeah. In yeah. a sense that is um, <laughs> yeah. non-offensive to anybody, but just a way to, I guess, open people's eyes because some people say sexualized because somebody else says sexualized. Some people's right. interpretation of being sexualized is because somebody else heard a story about somebody else where it may not have been that right. way. But you mentioned a really good topic, a really good point of like communication. Like, what do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? And yeah. sex, non-sex, fashion implied anything is all about interpretation and how you're presenting it. So like somebody could do a fashion shoot and they may not feel confident about that. And you might be, they, in their eyes, they might be exploited in that. Or somebody may do a lingerie shoot and feel empowered by that and not feel exploited by that. So it's just like, you just have to trade lightly on that. And if you're a photographer that is going to tap into that area of anything like that, then you have to understand and know how to communicate that and be able to um, stand up for yourself as a photographer as well and understand yeah. the model on their end on that side too. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's all I got on that, man. Um, I know you got to uh, get up out of here and um, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to chop it up with me on shot and chop, you know, I said I was going to do it, and um, this was definitely a good conversation that I feel like a lot of people needed to hear. And, um, yeah, it's going to go up, and hopefully people understand, especially with the clickbait that we're going to say, Canon sucks, Sony is king. (laughs) (laughs) Sony is king. (laughs) But, no, no, man, man, I I appreciate you having me on as as well, man. Um, You know, I love what you're doing with the podcast, you know, getting with other creatives, getting those those perspectives and like you said actually bringing attention to a lot of these other ideas out there you know because it's, it's it's never a good thing to just go 100 percent with what you've heard somebody else says right it's all you like always formulate your own opinion right you know right. and and do that with experience personal experience and experience that others go through so that you don't have to go through it yourself as well right absolutely uh, that's that's what i try to do i want to learn as much through everybody else so i ain't got to deal with that <laughs> yep, i feel it oh i feel yeah. it and uh I, number one way to do it is just talking man exactly what you're doing so yeah kudos 
Appreciate it, bro. Last thing, um, where can people find you on social media, website, anything like that? Plug in your information, and then we'll put that yeah. in the show notes and call it a day. All right. Uh, y'all can find me on Instagram predominantly. Uh, my name is Surflux09. That is S-I-R-F-L-U-X-E. Same for Twitter. You can probably find me on Facebook with that, too. That's my website as well. Uh, we use that same name for everything. Uh, so, yeah, hit me up. Reach out, questions, shoot, all of that. Appreciate it, bro. Simple, consistent marketing. I love it. But yeah, y'all, that is going to be the end of the episode for today. I hope that you all enjoyed the conversation and I will catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. It's not even, I don't even think it tends to be that. I know black people, we support, we support our own. And, and number one thing you tend to hear is they don't, is X, X, Y, Z, other people don't know how to edit our skin, right? I can't tell you many, how many times I heard that. I don't know the truth in that, you know, I'm not here to argue with that. But I think as your portfolio, you know, grows toward that way, it, it, it becomes intimidating to people who might not look like them. So mm-hmm. I had like, like some Asian women who were like, hey, you know, I love your work, but I'm intimidated because I don't look like the women on your page. Mm. Right. So it's like, you know, it's, and, and that's why I'm expanding out. So it's, I think that'll be a good, good combo whenever, uh, whenever you do get that up on one of your interviews. Yeah. I might actually have to make it like a, like a round table type thing. So like, you know, yeah. black, white. So it, yeah. it doesn't come off as offensive, but I mean, I'm, I don't want to step on any toes, but it that is the issue. It's like, I it may not be intensive, but it's like you know, I every white model that I've worked with has there's always been some type of issue, or it just seems like the the energy is off yeah. every single time. And it's yeah. like even like talking to the white photographers, it's like we don't connect the same way, you yeah. know. So it's like it's very it's always that same thing every mm-hmm. single time, no matter who I meet, mm-hmm. no matter where they're at it always seems to be that same way. It's like, unless I like, I knew you before, then it's yeah. usually not like that. But it's like meeting within the industry, it always seems to be that disconnect. And that's where yeah. I'm trying to have that conversation around that. So yeah, we'll man. see. Yeah, I look forward to seeing this round tape. <laughs> yep. Some people might get offended, but whatever. It's my podcast. Yeah. I do what I want. Yeah, we'll do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
But all right, man, I appreciate you having me. No problem, I, uh, bro. I need to go ahead and get mentally prepared to be in the heat for six hours. Yeah, just don't fall <laughs> off. I don't do motorcycles. Yeah. I like four wheels. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's fun though. It's fun though. I encourage you to go ahead to uh, tap in. Nah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Every man in my family is falling off bike. I'm, I'm uh, good. I'd rather stay on four yeah. wheels. <laughs> you said that stops with me. It stops with me. <laughs> but yeah, right. enjoy yourself, bro. I appreciate you, and um, I'll let you know when the episode's done and everything. All right. All right. Rest up, man.